Welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. My name is Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our faith. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have Grace Baldridge, aka Semler, which is her artist name. And her EP, Preacher's Kid, just recently topped the charts on Apple Music's Christian Charts, which is pretty impressive considering she's an openly queer person. And so today, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. So let's talk to Grace. Grace! Hello there. How the heck are you? I'm good. It's so good to hear from you guys. It's so good to hear your little voices. How are you doing? <laughs> we're good. We're hanging out in the snowstorm in Nashville right now. So yeah. we're kind of nice. shut-ins. I mean, not that we weren't already shut-ins from the pandemic. But, <laughs> yeah. but even yeah, more not, so. Not a profound change from the isolation that we've just been in. Probably, like, basically since we last saw each yeah, other. Yeah, literally. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, literally yeah. the only thing that we did... It was probably one of the last places we went out was going out to... Yeah, because the tornadoes were right after. Yep. We're right, right after so, we went yeah, out that's to the right. lipstick lounge. we left, I think, in February. We were there yep. in February. Yep. yep. And then um, I'm trying to think then March... March was locked down, like March 15th yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the, the um, tornado, was it the... Yeah. The week... It was like the first week of March. It was I like think. the 12th or 13th or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It, Everything all kind of happened then. But yeah, seemingly, it all, <laughs> it all kind of uh, happened for you, too, from then. You have had um, so much of our first conversation and our hangouts and all of those things start coming to fruition. Isn't it kind of strange in, like, the most wonderful way that, like, that first conversation when I joined all on the podcast kind of just, I think, we, we must have been, like, connected through friends or something and, like, yeah. obviously through the work that you've been doing and then you like hit on a few points about Christian music. And I was like, all right, wait a second. And then like, uh, and then like a few weeks later, I'm in Nashville, like writing with you, Lauren. And then, I mean, and then like a year, almost to the day, you know, my EP came out, basically all the sort of meditations that we were speaking about. And it's just so weird how that all happened. I, it's like, I didn't, now looking back, it feels sort of out of body because totally. it wasn't what I was intending or like looking for. And I don't know, it's just, it's, it's been a very strange thing to reflect on, but in yeah. a really wonderful way. Totally. It totally does. It's, it's definitely like, I feel like I would celebrate no matter what, but I feel like there's like a part of me that it's like in this process I'm like yeah I don't know I feel feel like I got to watch like the idea be born even if I wasn't there for like the beginning of like the songs or anything like that like I I don't know it was kind of a cool experience it's like whenever you get to be a part of someone's like love story and you're just like, yeah. I saw that unfold. Like, that's kind of how yeah. I feel about the EP. Oh, my gosh, totally. You had, like, such a front row seat. I feel like so much of our – I mean, first of all, we should say that, um, you know, we hung out for, like, a full day. And then yeah. we saw each other after, like, at the rap party. So right. – yeah. and also filming, like, you really bond with people, I think, because you, you have to be so vulnerable. Yep. When, like, cameras are rolling, there's a lot of trust that sort of goes into that. And then especially with songwriting. So I feel like you and I became friends, like, really quickly. Like, really quickly. I mean, between the filming, the songwriting, and then karaoke, like, that's, you can't, like, get a better concoction of friendship right there. Yeah, that's true. That really, it really is just sort of, like, a little cocktail of, like, how (laughs) friends are made. So we sort of did that in, like, the span of, I think, like, 36 hours or something. Yeah, I think it's absolutely true that like 
my wheels just started spinning and I just started like brain dumping with yeah. you basically. And yeah. then it ended up becoming something. Well, it's so funny because like, obviously when we first, or when you guys were first writing and we were all hanging out, like it was entirely like, making fun of the christian <laughs> making fun i mean like in a way though you were like we can write a christian song in literally oh, five yeah. minutes so yeah yeah so this is super easy but then to like come out and do something that's that is so so different and has been so well received is so i mean i mean i love seeing it it's very cool thank you it definitely took more than the 10 minutes that we wrote <laughs> <laughs> that one song we did prove our theory i think in the end that like i think writing uh introspective like better Christian music yeah it, does, it takes a bit more than the 10 minutes although to be fair and i think that the comment section did reflect this the 10 minute song that we like churned out come on like it's not that bad <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> like, I agree i agree it's not the worst um but yeah so okay that's pretty much what i want to talk about today is like kind of this process and how you're um how you're celebrating like the success, but also there's a lot that, I mean, you're receiving a lot of uh, comments. You're receiving a lot of reaction. There's a lot of energy pointed at you. Totally. Yeah. So I, I I definitely, I want to get into that and I want to hear how you're doing, not just on a celebratory uh, level, but also like, I want to get in your head. Um, So that's what what we're going to do. We're going to do today. Um, But okay. So first I want to talk about like, the songs when you were writing, mm-hmm. you, they they were all created during quarantine. So you're at home and like yeah. whatever. So when you were writing, was it intentionally like I think because you more recently decided you were going to label it a Christian label when you're putting on iTunes and like district yeah. or whatever you use your distribution. Um, you decided then to make it like a quote unquote Christian. Uh, album or a Christian EP. So I'm assuming that was not your intention when you were writing the songs, right? Well, it def- I wasn't thinking about like genre as I was writing, but I was acutely aware of the place that I was writing from and like where I was right. drawing my inspiration. And it definitely was like coming off of filming our episode, doing like queer Christian cover band on TikTok, totally. finding like the, the, um, progressive Christian like hashtag on TikTok, the exvangelicals, like the deconstruction hashtags on TikTok. And that's really where I was like marinating, but I wasn't like, okay, I need to write Christian music. It's right. just the songs that I started writing were about my own um, like process as a queer person of faith and like wrestling through deconstruction and like working through all of that. Yeah. So then when I, then I think when the project was done, I, had I first I sort of like popped into my head like I think you wrote like a Christian record almost like a joke yeah, like yeah. this is so bad this is so <laughs> about your faith yeah and and I was like yeah but then you know then my next thought was like no 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 I couldn't I couldn't list it as that like that it doesn't that wouldn't work I don't even think I'm allowed yeah and then right. I asked I kind of ran it by Lizzie um one day and she was like well why couldn't it be a Christian record yeah and I think just hearing the question, like, well, why not? If this is where, if this is about your faith and you identify as a Christian, then why is this not a Christian record? And then I think also comparing it to like a Reliant K project or a Switchfoot project where not every song is like, we're so used to, we're so conditioned now that a Christian record has to be like this worship true believer record and that it doesn't need to be. And there is space for something else. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it it wasn't like I'm going to write like a Christian record and yeah. like fucking shake things up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just ended up kind of happening that way because I think it's the most honest way of categorizing. Yeah. Well, like, honestly, you're not new to music. Like you've been doing mm-hmm. similar music for a while now. So mm-hmm. did it fe- like did it feel different? Did, do you feel like you were writing a similar record when you were doing yeah. it? Yeah, I yeah, I think it, so I've been writing music and putting out my own music for about five years. And I think that I've kind of been taking myself more seriously the past three years. And and y'all are familiar with this as artists as well. Like I think with every project, and this is the beauty of like being a creative person, you, you hone in more and more on like what 
what it is your soul is made of. Every project like kind of gets you closer, ideally, yeah. um, to expressing yourself to this strange world that we're in. And I felt like with, I've been getting closer and closer on different things I've been working on and then quarantine and just stripping me back of all like resources. Like there's no studio, there's no label, there's no, all I have are like my instruments and my USB mic. And I think exploring that as an artist, it felt kind of like the most similar record that I've ever been able to produce. Mm. And that made, and that made me feel like the most vulnerable. And I was, I'm actually like a bit shy at the fact that more people than I expected have listened to this because all the flaws, you know how Mm. it is. Like you hear every, like, I don't think of myself as a singer. I know I'm more of a songwriter. And so I'm very sensitive about like what people are hearing, but in some ways to your point, it kind of feels like the most similar thing I've written like I sort of figured out who I am as an artist when my back was kind of against the wall and I was just like this is like this is all I can talk about right now this is who I am yeah I mean it's definitely a vibe like the like folksy like I made this in my like bedroom or my second guest room kind of vibe like that's that's an actual vibe and uh, clearly it's resonating with people um, so kudos, you did a great job with like, the sound Thank of you, it. Lauren. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a mood for sure. It's today would be a perfect day to play that album or the EP. It's so <laughs> yeah. snowy and so like moody. And so, yeah, I mean, I love it. And so I was like reading through the different, um, articles and things that have been posted, either you posted it or, you know, just mm-hmm. online. Yeah. And at first I was like a little, like, the wording of being like the the like first openly LGBTQ to hit the charts of you know Christian music or mm-hmm. hit number one. I was like, why do they keep saying like openly LGBTQ? Like, wh- why can't we just say like the first LGBT? And I'm like, wait, because that's true. Like, it's yeah. There's been a lot of queer people in Christian music, but you are the first openly queer person. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's. I mean, it's it, it is truly groundbreaking. Um, have you heard from like other artists, other like people who um, are in the industry or like, in mm-hmm. music or doing or, you know, trying to do music, whether it's like they're doing it right now and they're professionals or, you know, from people like on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like now I feel like I can, you know, do Christian music. Yeah. Have you heard from people saying that? Yeah, I've, I mean, I think sort of across the board, I've been like really blown away by the response I've heard from like you know, people who were idols of mine in Christian music, like members of Reliant K and mm-hmm. like Kevin Max from DC Talk has been yeah. so supportive and like John Steingard from Hawk Nelson. Yes. Like there have been so many people who have like really come out of the woodwork that I had like posters of on yeah. my wall. <laughs> totally. um, so it's been very cool um, on that front. And then I think also something that's been so encouraging and inspiring for me is hearing from other artists like myself in a similar position where you're just starting out, like Mm. you're just kind of figuring this out, feeling as though, wait a second, like I could, I can be a Christian artist. Like I can talk about my experience. And I think um, that has been incredibly heartening because for so long, there's so many of us that just felt like if you want to reflect on spirituality or anything at all, that there's an entire genre that's just unavailable to you. And I think that that is so backwards. Um, And I, and we, we talked about before, just like who is gatekeeping how other people express their faith through music. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me at all. And so I think hearing from other artists like on TikTok or through Instagram who are like, I have this like punk band and we wrote about like my deconstruction. <laughs> and I'm just like, fucking list that as a Christian yeah. song. If yeah. you want, if you want to, I mean, yeah. if you want to, if that feels true to the art that you created, don't let them stop you. Because I think we've shown that like we'll show up for each other and we don't need their backwards labels. Yeah. You know, we really don't. And totally. we and I think also the cool thing is that there's so much energy right now um, around people like ourselves who are finding our voices and finding community after being cast out from like puritanical white Western Christianity. And they don't have that. Like our fruit is uh, abundant. Like we are finding each other. We're energized. We're creating 
like really different types of art and they still have that formula that they're going to knock around until I don't know, push comes to shove. And I think this could be the push comes to shove. Yeah. So like, let's keep writing and like making our voices heard and just gassing each other up. I'm, I'm just so excited about what could, what could be all the possibilities. I know. I agree. Especially, especially now. I mean, now's the time where the only thing in music that exists is online. Like, there's mm-hmm. no shows, like no, mm-hmm. no touring. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Like it's all about just like, yeah, what? Yes, I clicked like the button. It is a Christian album. Like you literally just like decided that. I was actually, I think I was talking to John and I was like, okay, so now Semler has this Preacher's Kid EP and then we have uh, several other like artists that have deconstructed and who have once been in CCM or now they're, or, or never have been or were in worship mm-hmm. at one point who have- yeah their faith has changed and evolved and whatever, or they've completely left a religion. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's, I was like, now that we're all doing this, let's all create like this collective worship yeah. deconstructed album and just like send each other. I mean, I'm in Nashville and like, I mean, you have recording stuff. Everybody else has some yeah. sort of like microphone these days. So might as well yeah. just like all record some worship, like a 12 song yeah. deconstructed worship album and, we just put it out on and and label it as Christian and and see what happens. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that like the cr- Christian music is such a strange genre because it's the only genre where you'll hear people be like, ev- every song needs to cater to every member of the Christian right. genre audience, yeah. which is so silly because you wouldn't think about that in pop. People can put out like hyper pop, bubblegum pop, 80s pop, synth pop. Like there's so many different types of pop. And you can listen to a song and be like, this is good. It's not for me, but it's cool that it found an audience. And that's, I totally respect that. Christian music doesn't have that space. Where I can put out a record like Preacher's Kid and they'll be like, no, no, no. No one is allowed to like this. Get this out of our (laughs) genre. No, absolutely not. And I think that what our message is like, we are allowed to be here too. Yep. We are allowed to have a different theology than you and we are allowed to take up space and you can't tell us no and we don't want to sign to word records or whatever. Right. Like we don't care. Right. We're going to do this on our own. And if people like it, don't shame them for it. Yeah. It's the only genre where people will do that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> agree. You'll be like, this is awful. <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like may, maybe this is the beginning of like a broader, like maybe there will be like sub- Mm-hmm. Um, genres genre, yeah. of Christian music, which, gosh, I wish this happened like years ago. But it, <laughs> regardless, I feel like you're right. Like I feel like maybe this is like the beginning of that, where there's mm-hmm. like, okay, so you like like denominations. Like I mean, yeah, hello, yeah. we have like a lot of denominations who have different beliefs on different matters, whether it's like mm-hmm. baptism or whether it's about afterlife. Like literally, like everything right. in the book. Um, and so I feel like if, if there's that many types of denominations or churches, there's got to be that many types of Christian music sub genres as well. Well, This gives people an opportunity to dive into something that's deeper than, than what the shallow, like the shallow places that we were really allowed to pull from in the Christian music industry. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like you're opening up and, and giving permission for people to really pull on things that actually mean something to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard also in Canada because my my friend is in Canada and she was like, you know, we don't have Christian music charts; we have inspirational music charts. Yeah, and it's but it's the same sort of thing. So like when she was like looking to see how Preacher's Kid was doing, it would come up under like inspirational music. Oh, interesting. And I feel like that's actually probably a more Better. inclusive way of of doing that because I think that think about the the, the, the so the wider range of faith expressions that exist in this country and that there's just one major religion has a genre of music. Okay. Right. Weird. (laughs) All right. Yeah. You don't, you definitely don't have to convince me on the uh, awesomeness of Canadian Christian music scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only ones. I mean, it's It's the one place you got an award. It's yeah. It's how we got the Juno. And yeah, I, I actually didn't even know that about the inspiration thing because we, yeah, we charted in Canada and which was so strange because literally like we had basically 
no success in the United States besides touring. We toured and which was our right, which was our downfall. We should have focused more on other things. But um, we basically seemed like we had like no, nothing happening for us in the U.S. But then Canada was like, yeah, we love you girls. And so clearly Canada, <laughs> Canada <laughs> knows what's up. Give it they have up good for taste. Canada. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's that's awesome. OK, for touring and for like future stuff like have you considered when the world is not in the middle of a pandemic like what that could potentially look like for you yeah I definitely want to tour I want to tour so badly Mm -hmm. even if it's just like a, a small like four or five city thing I just think that the this music I really wrote it to be screamed together yeah. there are like certain parts of the song that especially like in Bethlehem that I just feel like would be so cathartic for yeah. myself and potentially for other people as well to just hear in a group I also think that so much of this you know of this project and what's happening right now is just showing up for each other because we were always told that if we left, we would be in isolation. We wouldn't find fulfillment and all these things. And I think that there's a there could be a great power in a tour in gathering yeah. and just being like, they were wrong. We are here together. You were never alone. You know, you wow. were never the one that needed to be cast out. Like you just found your people and you're welcome here exactly as you are. And I think that a tour sort of would encapsulate that very well so that's definitely on the horizon and then you know i want to get into a studio and do like a full lp and do like a full like 10 song 10 or 12 song release and i'm writing for that right now so that's like sort of um i might re-record songs from preacher's kid that i never was able to like there's certain like string elements that i've heard in my head and certain things i want to explore so Hopefully this spring I can start to do that. And I also just want to get out um, like a single sometime in the spring as well. There's a lot kind of percolating. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what, what maybe none of it will happen, but hopefully some of it will. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that like you're already like getting like writing and you're kind of planning for potential singles or even a full album and, and, and recording. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that because, you know, sometimes it really I, I've kind of experienced both with writing and releasing things sometimes I release stuff and I'm immediately like okay old news because like I've I've personally been sitting on it for a while and so I'm like okay now it's like new for everyone else that everyone's enjoying the EP or the album the single whatever it is but I'm like over it so I get quickly on it but then there's other times where I release it and I'm just like I'm so exhausted like I'm just like burnt out and tired and I like (laughs) just like let it exist for so long before writing again and that but that's always the hardest to come back from like that's always Mm -hmm. the hardest to be like getting back on the saddle of writing and like feeling that high so I'm glad I'm glad to hear like you're propelling forward and this is like igniting something even more like inspired or creative for you yeah for sure also like the piano for me is like piano and guitar are just sort of my like happy places. I know that sounds kind of corny, but I, mm-hmm. and obviously I've been pretty busy recently, so I haven't had as much time to just sit and write, but yeah. that's like, I'm oddly looking forward to things to like simmer down a little bit so I can just go back to having like just mornings with my piano. Yeah, yeah, totally. That sounds a little sad, but like, no, no, <laughs> me totally and my piano. It sounds <laughs> magical. I do, I do like it. I, I, so you said something uh, as you were talking earlier that I'm curious about. That you said that you wrote, you wrote this to be screamed together, to be experienced together, and that comes with a lot of vulnerability. I mean, because yeah. it's something you're writing from a place where where your faith and your Christianity and all of that or religion. It, it was very oppressive to you and made you feel alone. And how, how do you, how is it feeling sharing such like deep stuff, deep, like mm. held things with, with a mass audience? It's been definitely, I mean, definitely vulnerable for sure. Um, especially just because I, I wasn't sure I how many people would be listening. Um, and it's been kind of encouraging. And also I think it, it is pretty heavy because it's encouraging to know that you're not alone. But then on the other side of that, it's deeply sad to know that other people also had to go through similar things to what you went through and that, that it is a shared experience is I think really um, kind of an indictment on the state of 
the church right now, like church with a capital C, mm. and that there are so many people who have been so hurt, who have felt so ignored, that would find meaning in this project is, you know, again, it's it's amazing, um, but it's also not like yeah. how this like how wrong have things gone that like lines like fuck a savior and if she can't take it then she's small mm. that that that's like that's that so many people are listening to that and they're like yeah grace i totally feel you right. i felt that that same anger towards um towards god and towards religion and um the institutions that people hold up i think that's really mm. sad yeah and so when people sort of come at me online with like anger and like block bi bible verses it's sort of like you've missed the point yeah you totally missed what we're talking about i don't i don't even respond i'm just like you're they're not listening and yeah. i can't help you yeah yeah that actually you know when i posted does anybody have any comments questions or concerns uh we did get a couple and one of them was like how do you, how do you deal with the hate comments and so it's just like you just pretty much just have to ignore them um yeah because you have i've set a boundary yeah i think that um this is like kind my my boundary which is that like you get like one repent you get to write repent like once <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you get like a, a verse because I don't want to be, I, you know, I really do try and be an open book. You don't want to be gatekeeping. Not, yeah, I really don't want to be. So you get one of that, which means that you've like stuck around on the page. And I don't know, maybe because I have seen sometimes in comments, people will have meaningful conversations. I know that's the rarity, but I want to hold space for that. Yeah, yeah, You get to say that like once on a photo of me. And then if you keep kind of going, I'm just going to quietly block you. I'm yeah. never going to acknowledge it. I might screenshot something crazy that you said to me and use it in the TikTok, but that's because yeah. you sent it. Yeah. And I'm allowed to like, I, I think that something I want to be an example of if I can be an example of anything is that like first of all I shouldn't be an example of anything but if I could <laughs> uh, but if I could I would just say that like we are not at a point anymore where a queer person needs to proof text their life mm. to someone else Absolutely. I don't need to do that for you anymore there are abundant biblical resources that would let you know where my theology is. Right. I shared that. I've been transparent about that. If that doesn't make sense to you, if you're not doing your homework before yep. you condemn someone, that's on you. Right. I don't need to respond to this anymore. I don't owe you anything. You don't know me. Right. You know? So yep. like, I'm not going to your page and making uh, condemnations about however, who, who you are. Um, so if you want to bring that energy to me, just know that it's not going to be responded to right? and you'll get, you'll get the one, you'll get a fire off one repent and then you're probably <laughs> going to be quietly blocked. And I think right. that's also for you because you're coming to my page in anger. I don't want you to feel that way. Totally. I'm, I'm doing something that's making you heated and upset to the point that you're like raging on a stranger's Instagram. Totally. It's not a productive way of spending your time. I'm going to help you out and block I, you so you can focus on your life. Honestly, honestly, though, I, I know I've kind of, I've felt that that feeling before. I'm just like, I honestly, this is more for you than it is for me. Yeah, <laughs> so it is. I get that. That was the, uh, another comment. Actually, somebody said um, for every what was it for every repent that is posted like on any of your 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 pictures or your TikToks, whatever, mm -hmm. everyone should uh, like. It should be one stream of the EP <laughs> forever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that would, we would definitely uh, get you on billboard then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which I, so yeah, what was the update with billboard? Was that, did that end up, ha end up happening or no? Yeah. So the update is that it doesn't appear as though we're on billboard today, but then someone responded to, let me pull this up actually said that um, weekly charts update each Tuesday morning while okay. during weeks with Monday holidays, charts will update on Wednesday. Oh, so, so it's then a potentially tomorrow? We, well, potentially we would update on Wednesday since today's president's day. Oh, oh I didn't even realize yeah. today was president's day. <laughs> me, honestly, me neither. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just noticed that we don't have street sweeping, but yeah, apparently um, it'll update on Wednesday. So there's still, um, definitely like a chance. And I still am going to be, I mean, I'm going to be promoting this project for like the month of February because yeah. I really want people to hear it. Absolutely. And then I think in March is when I'm going to start 
focusing on um like more like focusing on new writing maybe like trying to get a single out in totally. April or May yeah that's great I think that's a great plan I I would agree with, I would agree with that tactic <laughs> thank you my friend thank you this, is a, this has been just a, a team meeting that we decided to air on your podcast yeah yeah exactly we're just oh collaborating gosh. here on a strategy on... meeting yes. <laughs> I know I'm sorry I like I don't mean to, I feel like I keep on like in my brain I'm like this is a podcast. His podcast brain. I'm like music, music brain, and also I'm like you're my friend. So and I just wanted to talk to you about your life. Um, yeah, but this is the best kind of podcast. Yes, honestly, I definitely agree. It's really nice to talk to friends. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Actually, okay. So whenever you're talking about all the energy you've been receiving, I mean, good, bad. I mean, we said in the beginning, even a lot of things are pointed at you, and you're receiving a lot. You're trying to put up some boundaries. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like at least from a friend point of view and as somebody who's like kind of experienced music and people energetically throwing things at me, um, Mm -hmm. my advice is make sure like you definitely take care of yourself and like Mm -hmm. eat well and sleep well because it's also somebody who believes in a lot of energy things. Like just even if it's good things, a, a lot of that attention can just like take so much more out of you than you realize. And mm-hmm. I don't want you like getting into the end of this month and you're just like sick and you can't write because like you have no voice because you didn't eat because you're too busy responding. <laughs> so as a yeah. like motherly friend and be like, Grace, you need to take care of yourself. I know this is amazing it's- and you're popping champagne <laughs> and it's wonderful. You <laughs> but eat your greens. You know me too well. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> You unfortunately just read me to filth because I have not been sleeping. <laughs> you need to I, do that. <laughs> my eating schedule is very weird right now. I know, but I hear you. I know you're right. And I am trying to like this week. I'm really because I didn't expect everything. I really didn't. And so last week just felt like a total roller coaster. And I was yeah. just like, I, I would realize like I went to bed and I was like, oh, I, I didn't eat dinner. And I didn't like I, the last time I ate was this morning. And I didn't remember, you yeah. know, because I'm just so busy. Yeah. And I'm, I've been pretty good about like keeping up and drinking water and stuff, but I'm trying this week. I think this week is going to be like, okay, let's take this seriously. Like, let's really try and like get some sleep, eat normal things yep. at normal hours totally. <laughs> and just like all the bad habits that I'm not going to say on this podcast that I've totally <laughs> up again. I need to like not do that yep. and just like get check back in with myself. So I do appreciate hearing that because I, I need it and does make me worried about like a tour because right. I'm like, oh no, no, how quickly I unravel. Yeah. Right. No, it's fine. I mean, you got to let yourself do it. At I, least tour is easier. You know what you're doing. There's a structure and it's like, you know, maybe two right. weeks at a time. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. fine. But of course I want you to celebrate, but I also want you to be healthy. But well, how's Lizzie handing all, all of the, the fame? Oh, she's the fame. <laughs> no, she's, she's been the best. She's been like really just so steadfast, just in my corner and, we have, as you know, two dogs and yeah. they both are just so needy. Like our one dog is in diapers. He's basic. He's like 12 oh. years old and he's very senior and very sweet. And then our other dog is really just like a menace to society. Um, and we love him, but he is like a threat. Yeah, we and, understand that. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. met our dog. <laughs> yeah. So she's just been helping with um, like taking care of the dogs. And she's also been like, there have been a few times of the day where she's been like, you need to like nap. So I'm going to like mm. walk you to the bed and like yeah. literally like put me down. For a nap. <laughs> so she's been so supportive and we're just like, just taking it all in together. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's just been such a strange, such a strange time. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe we could like go on if she could come on tour one day. I don't know. She has a full time job as a lawyer. So now I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know how that would work. (laughs) Well, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. You always need a merch girl. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there is just like so much going on. Have you have you thought about like um, like labels? Have you heard from anyone, especially in the Christian industry? Have you heard from like that side of the world? Like. Like as label as, and like, management and all that. I, I as far as um, labels go, I have not. I don't 
expect that I would because I think that they're not going to risk it all on like one artist that would just upset their entire roster Mm -hmm. um and as but I have heard from people in like music management and Mm -hmm. like other like like Christian radio but the weird thing is like people are I just and I, I guess I have this feeling that people are kind of discreet in their support not everyone but some people will be like hey i want to reach out i work in christian radio like i'm trusting that this is confidential but like i really you know have enjoyed listening to this and like this song really resonated with me and i'm rooting for you and i totally appreciate that everyone needs to take time to get where they are and i understand that but it has been a little strange because i'm like how Wow, like what a strange job you have. Then. Yeah. Like what yeah. a weird job that you can be like, I'm really excited about you as an artist, but I really would never play you. I, <laughs> I can't play you right now. secret support is almost just as painful yep. as yeah. the insults and, and everything else because it's like you are the people perpetuating the problem. Yeah. Right. You are right. the people that do nothing. And so this system exists because you aren't mm-hmm. willing to step out and be a voice. And that... And mm-hmm. on top of that, and I know that's not what you're saying. You were yeah, you were yeah, trying yeah. to give them the benefit of the doubt, which is is so gracious of you, Grace. Um, but <laughs> but but Adam's over here calling it out for. I feel like yeah. what it is. It's it is painful, yeah. and it's like oh, for sure. I feel like I I could take a good. I'm definitely not going to on air, but on air like this is life. Um, but <laughs> but I could take a good guess as to who reached out to you or at least one of them um and said that especially if they're in radio and it's like i yeah you you love that you're like cool but also you're just gonna yeah yeah. perpetuate this problem like yeah and i think that i think the thing that sort of that that i'm i think i'm becoming aware of is that if we continue to grow and sort of build on the 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 platform that we have and I think just the the audience that we're tapping into the voices that we're sharing. And if we continue to grow, I think more people will come out of the woodwork and like voice their support. But I think you're, you just become sort of, I just start wondering how big do we need to get? How many people do you need to hear been hurt that are resonating with this type of message that are looking for this type of redemption how many so it's obviously not enough right now right that's okay when will it be enough what like there when when will this outpouring of support and of solidarity from people who are expressing that this is something that needs to be heard be significant enough for you to acknowledge it if it's not right now okay but when right and will that be will it be too little too late by that point which you know goes back to your point of being like yeah i'm so glad there's so many people who resonate but also that how so how sad is that hey everyone want to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening if you like what you're hearing please share this episode and rate and review the podcast as it helps others find this online community thanks so much now back to the episode Right. So yeah. it's, it's like the two, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's just really hard because like being backstage at a lot of these big tours that, that go around the States at least, it's just mm-hmm. so many people agree with us. Mm-hmm. So, so right. many of the right. people that are, that are speaking those messages that are hurting people, that are, that are really putting people down and making them feel shame about their lives and making them feel like God is just out with this like mighty hammer trying to trying to just smite anybody that's that's yeah. air quotes sinning uh com- mm-hmm. compared to like whatever message it is that they're preaching but then mm-hmm. but then they are the people that secretly support or or even just with their friend well, circles are are mm-hmm. are deconstructing on their own and believe something completely differently and yeah. and that that like, be makes, a better person that just, yeah exactly <laughs> like it, the people be that better. are the people that are hurting people in the christian music industry are they're aware. also they're they're aware of the hurt and that they're causing. That's bullshit. I yeah. hate that. It's, so I sorry, mean, not we to, just not got to really get, intense. Sorry, not no, to get no, too I deep, to, but no, that, I totally, I I totally hear you. Like, I also think that it comes back to this like central question that I think about a lot, which is: Is it possible to be privately affirming in like a no, Christian industry? I, I don't and I don't so. think it is. No, I don't think so either. And I think that like people try it on (laughs) like they try it on for size but in order to be 
affirming, you need to be outward and in your support. And yeah. by being secretive, you are, you know, by nature, that's sort of it, apologizing. It, yeah, that's it. not you're, affirming. You know, that's literally not, not what that is. Like you can't, yeah. you can't say that that's affirming. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. you taking a concept and kind of nodding your head at it, not right. affirming anything. Yeah. I don't know. It's basically, it's like if you were in like a classroom or something and the teacher asks who in this room is affirming and right. then certain hands go up and maybe let's say only two hands go up out of like 30 students. And then after the class gets out, one of the students like comes up and like, by the way, I actually am affirming, but just like, I, I look, I get, I read the room and I feel like I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to like do that yet. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, you could have been there. Like that doesn't mean shit for me now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's it's like the same thing. It's the same thing to me as like people trying to, the people that are deconstructing just so that they can uh, assuage their like white guilt in, in my head is like the word that keeps coming up. It's like, mm -hmm. there's that guilt nature that, that people want to remedy. They don't want to feel guilty and they don't want to feel, they don't want to feel the feelings that are associated with Calvinism and with fundamental right. Christianity. So in their own hearts mm. and in their own heads and in their own conversations, they they relieve themselves of that guilt without ever having to do any work because it doesn't actually affect them. Oh, oh yeah, that's so true. So true. We've we run into some like it, it's interesting now, right? So like even from a year ago, this like deconstruction world, this progressive Christianity, evangelical movement of sorts. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. We love it. Mm -hmm. We stand. But also, it can get a little. It can get a little weird and get a little like, like Adam said, it's almost like this thing you put on and you're just like, ah, everything's better. Cause now like people assume that like I affirm people and I, you right. know, whatever. And I love everyone, but I don't have to say anything, you know, I could just say I'm deconstructing and I'm like, yeah. I'm kind of in this, I'm like washed. I'm like good from like the, the pains of like the Christian, uh, what I used to believe evangelicalism or fundamentalism or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, that's, it's just not it's just not enough. And I feel like this is the same thing. I mean, that we're, we're all saying the same thing. It's something that I've just like been watching behind the scenes a lot, even with deconstruction or deconstructing kind of, um, uh, Instagrams or yeah. like communities that people are building. It's, it's not, it's, it's two things. It's not, it's not like your, your get free pass or whatever it is. The, the get out of jail, get free. out of jail, free yeah. pass, whatever. And it's also not a cool kids club. And that's the other thing that like, it's kind of like, boy, it's kind of like turned into. And I, I've talked to several other people who have deconstructed or are deconstructing and they don't necessarily have a platform. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, do I, do I need to like talk about it? Do I need to like make a podcast about it? <laughs> and do I need to, and you know, for me, it, whenever we're having this conversation, I'm like, well, I mean, if I'm giving you advice, it's going to sound like I'm a hypocrite because I literally have a podcast and Instagram all about deconstructing. <laughs> but at the same time, no, like you, you, you definitely don't. And we don't have to have like, I don't know. That's just something that I've, we've kind of been talking about with like a couple different people um, mm -hmm. that we have actually had on the podcast. Uh, is that there doesn't need to be some sort of like evangelizing of your deconstruction, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like there, there, those of us who have sort of chosen to be a bit more public in, um, what we're working through and sort of what we stand for, but it's definitely doesn't need to be a prescription for anyone else. I think that's sort of the beauty of where we're at is that we're trying to show that there is a different way to be a person of faith. Yeah. And I don't think that that is tied to like, I, it couldn't be less tied to like social media or anything totally. like this is a deeply personal um, sort of excavation of the heart that I think goes on. And I think that also to, to your point before, um, I think for me, faith is so rooted in social justice and in activism and in, in however I can yeah. um, be uh, a voice for justice as best as I can. And I think like devoid of that, then like it doesn't matter how shiny a social media presence you have. Totally. Um, and that, I mean, that, that's kind of all I have to say about that. Yeah. But I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Anytime that there's a sort of, um, uh, it just like yeah we don't evangelize your deconstruction <laughs> it becomes it, we we're so used to like broadcasting everything about our lives online but i think this is something that's so deeply 
um, personal and can be very private and it doesn't need to be shared with anybody except yourself and, yeah. you know, potentially your circles and your communities. Totally. So hearing your, your songs back and hearing people singing your songs, obviously people are posting videos <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Are yeah. you, do you feel like it's still the song that you made or are you learning more from your music than you could mm. have ever written into it? I think I'm totally learning more from my music from hearing other people sing it. That's been such a cool part is hearing other people's interpretations, mm -hmm. whether that's through their, their artwork or through doing a cover. The, the best part about like being an artist in any regard is that you create something and then you put it out into the world and then you don't really own it anymore. It becomes something else for other people totally. and hearing other people's interpretation inspires me to like mm. keep creating there's certain words that people will like linger on um or certain things that people have changed um or there's one really cool cover that i heard someone did a cover of just like looping the intro to jesus from texas mm. and then they like wrote totally different like lyrics they did their whole thing a whole different arrangement to jesus from texas with just the intro oh, that's cool and i was like that's so cool because i always thought that intro sounded kind of messy and i was like pretty self-conscious about it and someone turned it into something so beautiful and i love that and yeah. it just makes me want to like keep giving songs like come on like let's keep making shit yeah <laughs> like i want to give so many more songs out into the world and um see what else we can create and what else it inspires for others. That's cool. That's cool. The creativity inspires like other creativity, which in turn like feeds your creativity. Exactly. It's like it's a vicious ending. cycle. Yeah. yeah. We love that cycle. So speaking of like your new, the stuff that you're going to be writing or things that you're getting inspired by, are, are you finding that it's still within like a, like about faith or about, your relationship mm -hmm. with God, the church or anything like that, or is it, or is it completely different? No, I'm still very much here. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, have been, um, yeah, I think if anything, I think the response, both the positive and the negative and those who have found commonalities has inspired me to dive in even deeper than I think I was doing in preacher's kid. Mm -hmm. And um, I think also sonically, I've been listening to songs that have charted really well in Christian music. I'm trying to hear like, all right, what are they doing? Um, trying to sort of break down those songs because, and this is a strange goal, but I would love to write like an undisputed, like queer Christian worship song. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like, I like, we'll roll back on the swearing for a little bit if they won't play that, but I would love to write this like affirming worship song that I'm kind of working on now that, um, that people could really get behind, even yeah. if you didn't know who I was. Yeah. And I just want to keep sort of poking Christian music because I think that they've been acting beyond reproach. And I think that this is the disruption that, um, is needed for, uh, change in an industry that it has been so oppressive. Yeah. So that's kind of something I, I'm, I'm marinating on. And then also, you know, like I wrote something about, let me see, my brain is so all over the place. I wrote something about like thorns the other day. Um, yeah. There are a lot of different, there's so many weird little motifs that are floating around, but long story, very short. It's, it's real, it's real faithy. Yeah. <laughs> it's real churchy. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we were uh, in a sense, we were like poking at even like a year ago, whenever we were writing, we're like, we, we even talked about that, um, on our first episode that we did back in January of last year, whenever we're like, yeah. well, sonically there, there is a sound, there's a, feeling. There's a sound yeah. and a feeling of Christian music, which yeah. I mean, I love that like this EP that you made, most of it was not really that sound, but the lyrics were like, yeah, it's at all clearly yeah. faith. Like you're talking about your faith. Um, but I think it would be, it is really cool to take like that, almost like the blueprint of Christian music when it comes to how it mm -hmm. sounds or feels or whatever, um, mm -hmm. taking that. And then, yeah, it's like you said, you're almost like poking at Christian music from all sides and eventually like the floodgates will open hopefully. And it's just like, well, yeah. we're here, we're queer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're filled with cheer. <laughs> and we're filled with cheer. <laughs> 
like how cool would it be if there was a song that that you put out that churches literally couldn't not play because was, every other church is playing it and everybody's yeah. listening to it like and that like, would be so neat. like hands raised when you know the it comes on like that bridge it's just like the the drums swell and it's the salvation yeah. swell and like everyone just like is weeping yeah that's that that's the goal to have like i'm 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 trying to and i know this is lofty but i i'm trying to figure out how to do gay oceans like i want to do like (laughs) totally like do that totally well hey you know if you ever if you ever want to do a little uh zoom writing sesh i'm i'm down for it we can always write my gosh lauren i would love that i totally want to play you some of the stuff i'm working on i'd love to hear it i love i'd love to hear it i love getting the inside (laughs) scoop (laughs) but no i totally i totally would actually that would be really fun i mean i want to help you and and make this a reality and plus oh we're doing it you know i i'm I want to co-write. I feel like since the pandemic, I have the last co-write I had was with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I know. Oh my god! I think I think it was. What is time? I yeah. know. Yeah. It is actually insane. But thanks to the pandemic, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's that's all I can I can get out of you with this hour that we have because I just I want to know more. But I feel like that you you have absolutely been like overwhelmed with reactions and praise and hate. (laughs) So I don't want to like take up more of your energy, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see like where this, where this goes for you. And whenever the tour happens, you just let me know. I'll be that backup dancer and Adam, Adam can drum for you (laughs) and it'll be, I do. There are no, you'll hear that there are simply no drums on preachers kid because I tried to figure them out in Ableton. I was like, never mind. I'll wait till we can do it live. Well, Hey, never mind. You know, Adam records drums. He could just record them and send it to you. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, well, we're obviously going to be in touch. <laughs> we'll obviously talk. Second time, post-podcast conversation. Uh, I know, I Grace know. comes to Nashville again? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we're here for it. Cool, okay. Well, everyone listening, I mean, we thank you for listening. And if you haven't checked out Similar, which that is Grace, that's her. That's the artist name. That is her band artist name, Similar. And uh, the EP is called Preacher's Kid. It's amazing. Um, and it will definitely get you in your feels no matter who you are. And uh, yeah, please go stream it. Spotify, iTunes. I think it's like everywhere you can pretty much listen to Yeah, I mean, it's literally EP. number one on the Christian charts. Number so one on Christian charts. Um, she beat out Lauren Daigle for a couple days. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, guys, go check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And until next time. Bye. bye.